Hey friends, it's Ellen Olson-Brown with the Sun in My Face podcast. This is episode 20 of season four, and it should be a shiny person interview, and it's not. Scheduling snafus, um, you know, life has picked up its normal rhythms again, and we're back to not being able to expect that everybody's going to be home and available and that plans are not going to change. So, you know, we do the best we can. That's really all we can do. So I hope you'll stick with me for what is going to be a little bit of a meandering episode. Uh, there's a few different strands that I want to try to braid together. Strand number one is that um, I am not on Twitter. Like, I don't have a Twitter account, but I do follow people on Twitter. And there are some people who, like, if I don't want to interact with the news or like the wider online world, I'll sometimes just check their Twitter feeds because I know that if there's something I really need to know about, it will be there. Some people I check their feeds because they're entertaining. And one of the people who kind of fits a few different bills is this guy, uh, Yashar Ali, and he is a journalist. And the reasons that I like following his account are that he is smart, incisive. Um, he posts a lot about elephants, which I really appreciate. Uh, orangutans also recently. And um, he also has done some really cool things during the pandemic, giving away money that I can't exactly tell if it is his money or if he is encouraging his Twitter followers to send money, which he then gives away. Like in a very, like people just he gives his his uh, cell phone number out and people message him and just say, I can't pay the rent this month. And he sends the money to pay the rent. A kind of like no fuss, no muss, like do it yourself. Um, charity, is that the right word? Uh, kind of like turning himself into a conduit for really easy generosity. And as teachers started going back to school, he also uh, did this thing where he'd have teachers send in their wish lists. And then his followers would fulfill those people's wish lists on Amazon. And I thought that was really cool, too. I mean, ideally, teachers won't have to have wish lists and appeal to people outside of their school system for the supplies that they need to do well with their kids. But um, I don't know. I, I just like found it like I visit his website because his um, Twitter feed, rather, because there's it's like a combination of inspiring and um it's action in the world. And he is also kind of a no BS guy. Like he's also kind of known for exposing, um, you know, celebrities and high powered people who are doing kind of crappy, dishonest things in the world is one of the things he's he's known for. So so anyway, I've been following. He's like somebody I'll just dip in like, you know, every couple of days and just like see what he's what he's up to. Um and last week, maybe two weeks ago, he started posting that he had gone to bed the night before and was hoping he wouldn't wake up in the morning. And I was like, whoa, where did that come from? And then a few days in a row, he posted, he wasn't really posting much else. And he posted again um, that he, you know, was just feeling like he did not want to wake up in the morning. And he said he didn't have any suicidal plans. He just was feeling so awful that he did not want to wake up. Um, not being on Twitter, I 
like, I kind of wanted to like send him a message and be like, oh my God, you are so amazing. And look at the things you're doing in the world. And it's just another drop in the bucket. I don't know why it's so hard for us to understand this, but it's a drop in the bucket of understanding that uh, it doesn't matter how how many things are kind of together and happy and good in your life. If you get depressed and if you have that feeling of like despair, uh Knowing that you're a good person, like doing cool things, being successful, having tons of Twitter followers, uh, you know, it's not it it's not that it doesn't help, but it's not connected in some way. Those feelings and whether it is some kind of like spiritual despair that we're all prone to as humans or it is the way some of our brains are set up and just unlucky wiring. Or, uh, you know, it's, it's brain and body chemistry that can be fixed with medications or alleviated with medications. Like, I, I don't know what the answer is. I just know that there's something about it that's familiar to me. And, uh, that's also heartbreaking from the outside because you just want to say, but you're amazing. We need you. Like, stick around. You're here. <sighs> All right. So that's one strand related to that strand is uh something else that I want to find this on my phone so basically I was then following like several times a day I just wanted to make sure that he was okay and you know he was posting stuff where he's like I'm doing a little bit better you know or I had some patches where things felt better and he disclosed that this has happened to him a few other times in his life and he was trying to figure out, you know, what was going on. He was apparently good friends with Anthony Bourdain. And today, actually, I think is the the anniversary of Anthony Bourdain's suicide. And uh, he'd had episodes like this before. Yasher had. And um, so I am now looking for the thing that I wanted to Okay, here it is. So he posts, you know, he's, he was just posting very honestly and people were writing back and like trying to give him words of encouragement. And, and then some people were saying, thank you for posting this because I feel like that sometimes too. And somehow knowing that I'm not alone makes things better. You know, people were like, well, thanks for describing what I have experienced. And then one person wrote something in that just made me so upset and, um, and like made me feel really self-righteously sure about a few things. Uh, this woman's name is Cindy and she wrote, you do know that tons of people go to bed each and every night feeling this way, but don't have the following to whine about it nightly, right? None of us feel the daily need for affirmation, FFS. This is so boring at this point. Find some help or shut up. And I just, when I read that, I just thought, I thought a few things. One was, wow, she's hurt. The other is, uh, you know, it's not a competitive Olympics about who has it harder. The other thing I thought was like how we live in a soup where what Cindy is saying is something that those of us who do struggle with not always feeling fantastic, there's always that voice kind of out there, you know, like, 
Why do you need so much attention? Why do you need affirmation? This is so boring. Get some help. Have you tried this? Have you tried that? Just get some help. It's getting really tiresome. So part of the reason that I'm recording this is because I want to say, if you have that feeling, like if you've been tempted to say to somebody or even to, well, I mean, your thoughts are your thoughts. Your words are your words too. But I just want to say, if you have that feeling that you would ever want to say to somebody, like, what's your problem? You just want attention. Why don't you shut up or get some help? If you're ever telling another person who's telling you that they're having a really hard time to shut up, go to therapy immediately, please. I know she's just one person, and I know that most of the people who responded in uh, his comments were actually super supportive. Um, but there are people like this. And the hard thing is that I think people who struggle live with this voice in their head. And so, you know, if you articulate it, it's it's just mean. And it also just feels like, wow, it must must hurt to be in your body, mind, spirit. So if I've reached one person and encouraged you to go to therapy and you're about you're reaching for your phone and you're calling right now to make an appointment excellent. You can become a much more caring person. It will hurt. It'll be hard, but you can do it. Okay. The other thread that I just wanted to weave in was um, that I was in the car with my kids yesterday. We went to a baseball game and it was was really, really hot. And at a certain point, I knew that I was really bothering one of my sons. Like I just knew he was irritated and it was one of those things where, like, you can tell that your kid thinks everything you do is so flipping annoying. And uh, my feelings were kind of hurt because I was like, I'm a person and my jokes are funny. And don't you know that, you know, you're lucky to have me as your mom and like, stop, stop acting like I'm such a jerk. Uh, but I just decided to let it go. And uh, on, in the car ride on the way home, so we ha- I've mentioned that we have this rower, and my son was living with us when we first got the rower, and he did it a couple of times. And so in the car ride, he's like, I was mentioning something about the rower, and he's like, Mom, are you still doing it? And I was like, yeah, actually. I said, like, for a while I was rowing, like, pretty long rows. And I said, recently, I don't know if it's the heat or just that I have other stuff going on in my life, but, like, I kind of... Uh, sometimes I dread getting on the rower. So I've started this thing where I'm like, if you just get on for six minutes, that's all you have to do. And you can row super slow, but do six minutes. So I do. And I almost always end up staying on longer than that. And I said to my son, uh, I, I sometimes have to trick myself into doing things that are good for me. And he said, oh my gosh, me too. And it was just one of these moments where I was like, wow, if you just wait, you go from like that feeling of total alienation to like true connection with your early young adult children. It can really happen. And maybe part of the trick is to not overreact to the times when you feel alienated from them. Um, And so I, after that said, and here is something that is very true, I was like, yeah, I feel like I spend a lot of my time and mental energy tricking myself into doing things that I know are good for me. And it kind of drives me crazy, but I think I've finally accepted that that's just the way I am. And one of my tricks is having a routine. And another one of my tricks is like just letting myself take the smallest bite of something. 
And, um, you know, then if I want more, I want more, but at least I've given it a try. And Sai, my son was like, yeah, me, like, I, I feel like I do that same thing. And I was like, oh, this is one of those kind of like magical parenting moments. And then I said, you know, to be honest, and this is absolutely true, there's probably a two to one ratio of how much time I spend managing and taking care of myself. And actually, I think taking care of myself is a way better way to think of it than managing. Like it's maybe being a team with myself so that I can handle my days. I get really easily overwhelmed and there is almost every day. No, not almost every day, but I think I go through phases with this, but, but I'd say a good third of my days where I get to a certain point where it's hard to breathe and where like, I feel this like awful kind of just pressure behind my sternum. It's not a heart, not my heart. Don't worry. It's just, it's anxiety and overwhelm. It's when, um, what is coming at me feels like more than what I have the resources to handle. And so I've learned that there are things I need in my life in order to not get pushed into a place where I want to call it depression and anxiety. And I think that's a good catch all phrase, but I really do think what I'm talking about is when resources do not meet what is being asked of me by myself or by the world around me. And um, it was so cool because like, I don't want my kids to struggle with this, but I think a lot of us do like, I don't know. I mean, I know there are some people who really do never get depressed. And I know there are some people who like have life experiences and brains and chemistry that just kind of allow them to doodly do through life. But aren't we all dealing with like knowing that we're going to die someday? Aren't we all dealing with loss? Aren't we all dealing with fear? Aren't we all dealing with like trying to navigate, you know, a world where people are kind of at each other's throats and, you know, we're all just trying to figure things out. And I think a lot of us get to that overwhelmed point and some of us cover it up with alcohol and being too busy and being judgmental and just telling ourselves we have to power through. Um, But I don't know. I'm not good at powering through. I'm just not like at a certain point, my body just starts to say, no, we're not doing this anymore. And so um, I don't know, it just felt I felt very connected to my son last night. And it just and it felt like it didn't feel like, oh, and so that means there's something wrong with us. It felt like, yeah, I do that, too. Like it felt almost like, yeah, every time I go for a run, the first five minutes suck. And then I feel really good after that. And, you know, just being like, oh, that's how it is for you too. Okay. I can get through the five minutes. And it, I think the conversation last night made me feel rededicated to making sure that I'm, I am taking care of myself and that if I have to trick myself into doing the things that build up my internal resources, like going to bed early and uh, keeping my environment calm and getting enough exercise and not doing, you know, getting things done ahead of time rather than doing it at the last minute, all of those kinds of things, then maybe that's just what it's like for me to be a human and good for me for figuring those things out. 
So the good news is that uh, Yasher seems to be feeling better. A lot of times when you get into these like super low, like, you know, things just in a dark place, it's often episodic, which means like it gets bad and then it gets better. I'm going to give like the kind of standard if you are, if you are listening to this and struggling, uh, get, get some help or make sure you have somebody to talk to. Okay. Cause it, things are going to get better and things are going to get worse. Like that's just what it's like to live a human life. Um, but sometimes the hurt and the overwhelm and the pain and the struggle and the not feeling good and the not being able to accurately perceive how wonderful you are. Sometimes those things are, uh, too much for one person to handle on their own. Okay. So there you go. Um, I'm going to go have some dinner and then I'm going to go teach a yin yoga class. If you'd like to know more about that, there's a group on Facebook, friendly yin yoga. And if you ask to join the group, I will let you in and then you can take classes on Tuesday and Thursday nights at seven o'clock Eastern time. I do. That's a recommendation uh, that will help you feel better. And I also have another recommendation, which is if you have not sat down and spent like a good 15 minutes just watching Simone Biles videos. Oh, my gosh, please do. I mean, talk about like how great humans like what humans can do and accomplish although I am also going to say related to that another interesting thread I could have woven into the braid was Naomi Osaka I think that is her name the tennis player this week you know also talking about like her struggles and you might say like what's your problem anyway Naomi Osaka not all of us have million dollar contracts with Nike not all of us you know, our professional tennis players, not all of us, but she gets to feel how she feels. And there's nothing on the outside that fixes everything on the inside. Okay. So Naomi Osaka, watch her play tennis. Uh, You can watch videos of her too, but Simone Biles, I just can't believe what she can do with her body. It is so amazing. I think I might be past the time where I could ever have legs that muscular or um, ever like even do, I don't know, I can maybe do a handstand one day again, but um, yeah, very cool. Simone Biles. Okay. This has been a long one. Um, It's been a pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.